Jim Cornette leaves a message on my answering machine, threatening to kill me, threatening to kill my entire family. I said, I'd just like to tell you, you no good piece of shit, you what a piece of shit you are and how you narrowly escaped getting put in a hospital by me with a goddamn baseball bat for all you've done to me and my friends and the careers you've ruined and the shitty wrestling that you produced. And I just wanted to make sure that you knew that from my own lips. Wrestling, like, are, are you serious? Like, you, you, you're gonna kill me over professional wrestling? Why is he doing this to me? Just over wrestling? Just over wrestling? That's what it's always been because he just, I can't believe that he would do this to me just over wrestling. Wrestling has been the most important thing in my life. Hello and welcome to Neutral Wrestling. We're back. It's still locked down and not by TNA standards. Dan. With me today, how are you, mate? I've just been up cleaning windows. I'm doing your job. Where are you when I need you? Uh, you've been doing it the proper way as well, haven't you? I've What's that like? A ladder, yeah. Uh, nah, you got, you got, you need a pole. Don't do it properly. Fairy liquid, don't do the job. <laughs> it's all about this pure war. Actually, I remember when we went to New Orleans for WrestleMania, they, they used the air, you know, the pole systems. They use it there. I'm guessing it probably came out there before here, but... Anyway, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm a bit annoyed, though. I was window cleaning today, right? And all week, for a window cleaner, it's horrible when it's, like, 20 degrees outside. Like, it is a ball ache, yeah. yeah. Sun's bouncing off the glass into your eyes. It's just roasting. Every man and the kids, wife, dogs are in the back gardens. So, the last few weeks in the UK, it's been like that. And I've been sat looking, checking. I check Google weather about three times a day. Don't know why, right? And I noticed last week, 12 degrees in Preston on Monday. I thought, oh, I'm going to get loads of work done next week. Every day, bit of rain, beautiful. Keep the wives and kids inside. And then to get out today thinking, brilliant. It's been roasting today in the in the UK. I don't know what it's like in Liverpool, but over here, yeah. it's been a beautiful, well, not a beautiful day. I guess it has by old people's standards who like sitting in the gardens, watering the flowers. But it's been roasting. It's been as hot today as it has any day last week, I think. So, yeah, I'm a bit disappointed by that, but what can you do? <laughs> At least I can still work, though. Honestly, right, I was cleaning someone's windows today and I thought, how would I cope just sat inside from morning till night every day? Because, like, this weekend, I've been bored out my brains. Like, I was happy to be back at work today. So, uh, those people who are just sat inside, like... I don't know. I know Neil's been like just sat inside doing nothing. I think you've probably been. You said you've been quite busy with all the stuff, but yeah. Well, and and I haven't been well for a couple of days, so. Um, oh but... yeah, I got to ask you about that. We've been talking now for like what? We recorded another show before this. Forty-five minutes. How's your tonsillitis? It's uh, we're we're getting over the worst of it. Um, I self-medicated with some. Um, some antibiotics that I had lying around from something else um, that were ready to go out of date next month. Um, so I've got to be honest with you. What it was, it's, it's a shit. It's a shit thing because it, it's annoying. But just under the, considering the pressure that the NHS is under at the moment, our National Health Service, um, I just didn't want to be put in a position where uh, I had to go and, and take up doctor's time which just really isn't available at the moment so i kind of self-medicated and i got over it within like within a week so um 
uh, feeling much better today, thankfully. Um, but I know what you're saying. You're quite an active person. I was I was chatting to my mate. Um, my mate has a football podcast, um, and they were asking for some critique. It's just started the last couple of weeks, and um, I was listening to it and we was chatting to the two of them. And I was, and this guy, he he plays football. Um, he works full time job, working about forty five hours a week. He plays football. He coaches two kids teams, um, so that means two lots of training and then two lots of match days, Saturday and Sunday. So he's a really, really active guy, um, and he is really, really has been quite struggling with the uh, with the whole scenario because he can't do any of it. He's been furloughed, so he's at home with his, with his boy and he's trying to do the schooling thing. Um, so he, he, people are really, really struggling with it, and um, I think it's really give him the get up and go to actually do this podcast that we that they've been talking about for a long time. So good on him. Uh, it's one thing to keep his mind off things. Yeah, it's just, I I was like that. I think for the first month of it, I've last week and a half, I feel like I've sort of like, do you know what I mean? Like it is a bit. Uh, I don't know. It's just not being able. To, there's nothing you can really do that you used to be able to do before. I always used to think, right? I'd love to just sit at home all day, but when you can't watch foot, there's no football on, which is like the main thing that I watch. The wrestling yeah, just tricks. ain't the wrestling that... Do you know what I mean? It is still good, yeah. but it, I still, I'm not lie. I've enjoyed watching WWE probably more than I have when it's in front of a crowd, but I don't know. It's just not, not, not quite the same where, like... I'm trying to think, like, I'd battle to, like... Back in... Like, I don't know. Like, when I'd be going to see a little girl, I'd be like, right, right, I'm going now so I could scamper home and get five hours of TV in before the work next day. And now I'm thinking... Oh, I've got to go home to watch TV. Like, literally, all these people like Netflix and Amazon Prime and stuff like that, although it won't happen, why anyone would want to sit at home and watch all that sort of stuff in, like, six months when this lockdown finishes or whatever? I wouldn't know because the last thing I could dream of doing out of choice right now is watching a box set. All I've done, I feel, in the last week, I watched Gangs of London. I watched that in just over 24 hours, which is... Nine episodes all an hour long. Smashed through that. I've started watching Ballers with The Rock in it. And I, I've only watched the first two episodes, but... Have you watched it, Danny, or not? No, but I have a lot of non-wrestling friends that have watched it and said how good it is. Um, so I, I don't know. Yeah, it's like... So obviously with like box sets, I always feel like you've got to proper pay attention. Like There's no like really going on your phone or half and half watching and it's like you've got an hour of sitting there watching whereas like this ballers it's just relaxed it's nice visually it's only 28 29 minutes an episode which for me is just a bit I, I i prefer that sometimes i feel like these box sets an hour each episode tell you can watch something a series for 10 hours and at the end of it you might think oh it wasn't that good and I'm, you don't want to sit there for. I don't want to give ten hours of my time for something that isn't going to be that good. It's like that Gangs of London. The first few episodes were great. The last episode were great, and then there was four or five episodes in the middle of it where it was just like, I'm just watching to rush through it to get to the finish. It's like I think films are more for me where you can get in, get out two hours. Whereas some of the box sets, like I've tried to start. What have you? Do you what? You don't watch box sets much, do you? Um, I. I do. Um, obviously, Sopranos was the best television program that's, that's ever come on my list. 
I, I, I don't know whether you like it as much because it's it's aged. You know, there's um, you'll. I hope you'll enjoy it. I hope you'll enjoy the acting. It's, but I love that, and I, for years it ruined television for me because nothing was ever good enough. Um, but then the likes of Breaking Bad and the likes of Sons of Anarchy and other stuff come back in, um, and I actually started watching things again. But to be honest with you, the most recent ones I've been watching are all been sports things, whether it's been football documentaries, the um, Michigan Wolverines, all or nothing. I or... love this segue, by the way. Great segue, Danny. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> or um, what we have been watching before I was so rudely interrupted. Sorry. Um, the first two episodes of the um, the Last Dance, the Chicago Bulls, um, which I I know you you enjoy your basketball. I not that I don't enjoy it. I've just never really paid much attention to it. But obviously, I'm aware of Scottie Pippen. I'm aware of uh, Michael Jordan and Dennis Rodman. Um, so Dennis Rodman more through wrestling. Um, so I've been, I really, really watched the first two episodes, really enjoyed it. Um, I think anyone who's a sports fan can enjoy it. Yeah, you've definitely, you've got to go on. You don't, I don't think you have to be a basketball fan to enjoy this. It's just, if you appreciate great sportsmen, which I'm guessing if you're a sports fan, you do, then you need to go out your way to watch it. It is, like, you, someone might be listening to this sat there thinking, oh, I'm not, not too bothered about basketball, a documentary about basketball. Someone said that to me while I was, well, a customer actually, I said you should watch it, and he was like, oh, I don't really bother with basketball, but it just seems to be a great story. Michael Jordan is like, do you know what I mean, one of the icons of the late 90s in terms of sport. Um, it's, just, it's just brilliant. I love how, like, they go from the start of his career and then they'll just transcend for 15 minutes back to the 1997 season. And I wonder why, Danny, it took that long to get the footage. It, like, this is the first time all this footage has been out because basically the Chicago Bulls allowed. They knew it was going to be the last year as a team, as one of the great teams um, before they were having to split up. Um, so they allowed a camera crew to have unprecedented footage, basically, of the entire season. And I'm just curious, I wonder why it's took 23 years for that footage to come out. But I'll, I'll be honest with you and say I've got absolutely no idea whatsoever, but I'm glad it's come out now because I'm paying attention to it. Yeah, and it's come at a time where, really, you need something great to watch and this. So then things where I watched it last week, like this week, is episode three and four have been released. And I'm thinking, mm, I'm at, I, feel, I really want to watch it, but I feel like I want to save it for like a time where... I'm a bit bored and I'm thinking, oh, I can watch that. But, yeah, definitely go out your way to watch it. Um, they released the first two episodes last week. Um, I believe if you're in the States, it comes out on a Sunday night. Um, for the rest of us, UK, Canada, it is released on Netflix. Each Monday, they're releasing two episodes. I think there's ten episodes in the series. Three and four came out today. So make sure, go out your way to watch that. Yeah, definitely. It, it, it encouraged me to watch. Um, there's a couple of games on both BT Sports app and Sky Sports. And I think I watched the um, the Golden State Warriors versus uh, the Houston Rockets on BT Sports. I think that was uh, 2018 um, conference final. Um, and that was a really, really good game. So, yeah, I, I, it's, and I watched uh, another uh, the NCAA finals from last year. Um, where there was a guy called Taco, who apparently is now in the NBA and is like 
he must be at least nine foot ten. Um, yeah, he looks massive. Um, probably about seven foot four in all, uh, you know, real life. But he, he, you know, it was a really, really good game to watch considering it was college level as well. But I don't think us Brits understand as much about college sports in America as uh, it's, it's nowhere near as big. So, um, but yeah, I really enjoyed the couple of games that I've watched. Yeah, well, that's how I watched a game, Danny, and um, that was on Sky Sports, and it was Colby Bryant. Um, his last game, um, and he, he, I think he got like sixty points or something in his last ever game, um, which is like for non basketball fans like an incredible score for one player to get. And it was just I was watching, I thought, wow, that is like just written, like it, like uh, it, I tell you what as well, Danny. How long does it seem ago since that happened? The helicopter crash. Well, uh, that, it, that was only three like months ago. I know, yeah. we, we was recording uh, the um, NXT versus NXT UK Worlds Collide podcast, weren't we, when it when the news broke? Yes. Three months yeah, ago, uh, think of everything that's happened. Then you've had Caroline Flack commit suicide. You had um, Philip Schofield come out. That was a big story. And then, obviously, this COVID-19. So, oh. Yeah, it's, um, it's, been, it's been a strange one. I remember um, when... That lockdown started. I think somebody had just had the week started here, and somebody from the states had put on that his friend had been out in a cabin um, with his wife, and they just decided to take like eight weeks and not, you know, have any contact with the outside world. They just had, you know, um, a, a normal phone to get in touch with, like a landline phone to get in touch with family, but really wanted to cut themselves off. Um, they come back. Fucking Kobe Bryant's dead. Um, you know, all the shit's gone on and they're just about to go into lockdown after being on a self-imposed lockdown in the fucking woods. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it is a bit of a strange one. Um, I think what people have got to do, though, which I've sort of, like, come to terms with, yeah, you just... If there's one thing you need to do, try and do as hard as it is. Just try and take this horrible negative and turn it into a positive... Like, say, like, your mate wanted to start that football podcast, so he got it done, even though he's having a terrible time of it. Something positive, well, hopefully, has come out of it for him. But it's like, in six months' time, a year's time, when things are back to normal, just don't take for granted going out for a beer with your mate. Don't take for granted not having to queue for half an hour with a bunch of idiots trying to get into Morrison's. You can just walk straight through the door. Simple things you take for granted. Walk into your mate's house. Little things like that. Oh, Danny, have you have you been to a supermarket in the UK? Oh, it is a big job. Well, we're we're quite lucky. We have a Sainsbury's like two minutes away from us walking. I wouldn't uh, call that lucky. Have you seen the prices in there? Well, we you know, um, but we, when we go in there, we know exactly where everything is, and we've only had to queue once. Um, and even that was only for 10 minutes. Um, so we are quite lucky, and because it's only up the road and we can walk there, um, it's um, you can pick and choose your times as well when it's not so busy. Um, but I just one thing I did want to want to touch on before we move away from this is the episode that come out today on UK Netflix, episode three, is mostly about Dennis Rodman. Now, of course, Dennis Rodman who was, a lot of people say, the most underrated basketball player in, in NBA history. Um, 
he had a huge run with WCW. Um, so wrestling fans of my age will remember his time with the NWO. Um, and when I've listened to interviews and read stuff that Eric Bischoff has said, um, apparently Rodman agreed to do this and there was no permission given by the Chicago Bulls um, management. So I'm kind of interested to see from a wrestling perspective if anything is mentioned on this episode that's come out today because apparently Rodman just turned up and said, yeah, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. Didn't <laughs> tell nobody. Nobody asked for permission. So that should be interesting as well. As if, as if. I'm interested to see if anything gets mentioned about that. But anyway, going back to Sainsbury's, Danny. Sorry, I know we probably should talk about <laughs> some wrestling in a second, right? Right, listen to this, right? So the Sainsbury's, which is it's directly across from North End. It's like a 20-minute drive from my house. I've, as you know, I live in the middle of Preston and Blackpool, right? So I thought, right, I can take a gamble and go to Tesco's at Blackpool, where I don't know if they've got any. I wanted a fire stick, an Amazon a fire stick, yeah, right? This yeah. is the other Saturday. So I thought, right, there's an Argos inside Sainsbury's. So I thought, right, they, they'll they have them, yeah? Tesco's don't say on the internet if they've got them in stock. So I thought, right, so I drive to Sainsbury's. So I drive to Sainsbury's, right? Big queue. I'm queuing up for about 15, 20 minutes to get in. Yeah, which I hate doing. So I'm queuing to get in, finally get in, click and collect only at Argos. I was like, oh, you're joking. So it's click and collect only. So I go on my phone, please collect after 4 p.m. And it was about <laughs> half 11 in the morning. So I go up to the guy, I said, look, I said, it says it's going to be ready at four o'clock. I said, there's no way you can just, sorry, if it says four o'clock, if you do the click and collect it, it can't be before that. So I was like, oh, I've come all the way here. So I thought, right, soddy, I know I'm not menu and all this is a bit naughty. I'm going to bomb it down the M55 to Tesco's at Blackpool, right? So I get to Tesco's at Blackpool, I have to queue in, and I thought it'd just be like my luck to get the coronavirus by these bunch of donkey lashes queuing, right? So I brave the queue. I get inside. They've got fire sticks. So I thought, happy days. So I pick up the box. This is a display-only box. I thought, you've got to be joking. So I walk up to the guy who, like, it's just, you know, the guy who works at Tesco's. And uh, I was like, it's just a display-only box. And I said, can, can I still, like, get a fire stick from the back? He was like, oh, electronics is closed, mate. I was like, you've got to be joking me. So I drive home, right? Drive home, see my mum. Yeah, go to my mum. Oh, you're not going to believe the day I've had mum. Um, these Amazon Fire Sticks, I've done this, done that. My mum goes, oh, I've got one of them. Some, I got one the other year. I've never used it, though. I didn't know what to do with it. You can have it if you want. <laughs> so I ended up saving 40 quid. But for, So that was my Saturday the other week. I should have been at Brentford, watching Brentford v North End. The last ever trip to Griffin Park, and instead I'm driving around the Northwest and the Filed Coast trying to get an Amazon Fire Stick, which was already at my mother's house. So, yeah. It's a, it's, it's a great ground, that as well. But, mate, I was going to... I'll never go to, again. I'll never go I've just, again. I was just about to say to you, uh, well, I've just put um, a Fire Stick in the um, in my basket on Amazon Prime, and it said that it can, uh, it can deliver between 8 and 10 um, tonight. Um, <laughs> so... But the fact that your mother had one just sitting there was better again. Um, Why are you getting a fire stick? No, no, I was just, as you were talking, oh, I was you asking, just checking. how long would it take? Um, so, yeah, the, the 
did, did you get your, uh, everything you needed on it as well? Yeah, yeah, I got everything I needed on it, yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Okay, um, want to go back, if that's possible, to a little bit of wrestling. I know we shouldn't, we should really be talking about it all the time. Um, the uh, do you want to wish, um, from us the podcast a very happy 25th anniversary to Hunter Hearst Helmsley McMahon? Yeah, of course, we do. What, what a legend! What a legend, Mike. What everyone, Danny, when I first got into wrestling, yeah, everyone was the rock, they all loved the rock. I remember playing the WWF Warzone game on a PlayStation, that was probably one of my first insights to wrestling. And everyone's like, oh, I want to be The Rock, I want to be The Rock. I was Triple H, and I thought from that point forward, I was always a bit of a smock. Um, but yeah, Triple H is probably one of my first early favourite wrestlers as a child. Mm. But yeah, 25 years, 25 years. <laughs> Plenty of epic WrestleMania 30-minute matches on there, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, what, have you seen the segment? I, I know I told you to watch it. Have you watched I, it? I, I have. I've watched, oh. watched the segment throughout <laughs> And I, I still don't quite know how to make it, what to make of it. I thought when Stephanie got on FaceTime that it was fucking hilarious. Um, Picked with, up, didn't it? The first 10 minutes with Triple H and uh, HBK just like sort of trying to be funny. And I was thinking, this sort of reminds me of DX 2006 where they was trying a bit too hard to be funny. But then it's <laughs> up. Yeah, I think... I, I did. I, I didn't like the Vince when Vince come out. Um, oh, did you not? I, I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't really. It, it, I don't know whether I didn't understand the joke or what the situation was. But when he was going on about Bailey and this is your life and you know being boring, I thought, but what I'm missing something here. Um, did you not watch that segment, Bailey? This is your life. Yeah, but the. the, the but I don't get why I, I just don't get why Vince was having a go at Triple H saying he was boring. It was a bit strange, weren't it? But I think yeah, I don't know. Like the the dirt sheets are saying that the segment was only meant to go like ten minutes or something, um, and it ended up going what twenty or something. So I don't know. I, mean, I was sat watching it. I don't know because I've not read anything. I thought is Vince just like. Like playing a prank on these two here. Like, was he actually meant to come out? Do you know what I mean? Or something like that. And he was just well, playing a prank on him. But I, I, did I, I enjoyed it. I, I did think it was quite funny when he switched the lights out on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the crickets played in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was funny when he came out and he was like, I thought, is Vince mellowing? He, he has a dig at the Bailey This Is Your Life segment. And he goes, which wasn't Bailey's fault, by the way. And I'm telling you right now, 10 years ago, there's no way Vince McMahon would be like, oh, and it wasn't their fault. He'd be like, he wouldn't give two shits. He'd just come out and say, yeah, that segment was bad. He wouldn't, like, basically blame creative for it. But I don't know. I feel like I've done a bit of it. Not a U-turn, but I feel like I've appreciated the great Vince McMahon over these last few weeks. I don't know. Well, I've got to be honest with you. Triple H was... I, I, I always get shocked when... Um, he was the the smarks, as you would want to say, if you want to use that term. Um, every as you said, everyone loved him. Um, before Stephanie, um, I remember reading an article about him, and it, it says um, he's called the game because he's a student of the game. And they did a uh, an interview where he was talking about Ric Flair, who was at that point still in WCW, and um, 
were talking about the how much he studied tape and he was trained by Kowalski and the this that and the other and it made it really made me look at him as a performer just before he went on his big singles run and you could see he was that talented he was never ever going to be Shawn Michaels he was never ever going to be like that but he wanted to be like Ric Flair and I think to a great degree he got as far as he could to being thought of as Ric Flair 2.0 uh, some of the matches were fantastic. His um, his uh, psychology in matches was was amazing. Um, the things he got over were really really good. Let's not forget he was in DX and Evolution, who against all odds made it into one of the top factions in wrestling. Um, I, I think he's done wonderful things. And as far as this, you know, shovel, I think he's still having good matches as well. Um, when he ha- when he has to, I mean, the one with Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker and Kane was horrific. Um, but that aside, I think whenever he does come out for a WrestleMania or a special appearance, he puts a good performance in. Um, that Seth and- Rollins match gets a lot of shit that we was at in Orlando, and I thought it was all right. Oh, yeah, I mean, I thought it was it was very good to be honest with you. But again, it's what people like, and it's very subjective. So I get that, but. Um, you know, I, I'm made up. I love Triple H. I, I always will, um, probably because of my age. But the, the weird thing is now, since he got with Stephanie and this, that, and the other, and he's done wonderful things with NXT, absolutely wonderful things. And yet the Smarky fans still seem to have something against him. I don't understand it. It's like the Ronda thing. I don't know. And, and Charlotte. I don't know how people don't like Ronda and Charlotte. I don't understand it. It doesn't compute. So I will. I think we'll probably leave that one there. The Ronda uh, thing I just don't get either. But with Triple H, I mean, it's like I feel like he was sort of like the Smarks didn't like him. You know, with the whole CM Punk thing back in 2011, he was like on the other side of it, weren't he? It was always Punk having shots at Triple H, and then like all the Marks hated Triple H, and then NXT comes around and they all love him, and then I don't know. He's a lot more popular, I think, with diehard fans than he was. I don't know, maybe six, seven years ago. Because he was sort of like the scapegoat, weren't he? Around like the whole Daniel Bryan, CM Punk sort of thing. But since then, if anyone has embraced smaller wrestlers, it's Triple H, really, isn't it? Yeah. When you look at, you mean, look at Johnny Gargano, he's like his guy sort of thing, him and Champa. And they're not the biggest guys, are they? No, not at all. Um, speaking of NXT, um, we've had some rather disturbing news. Um, regarding the Velveteen Dream, um, apparently he sent a dick pic to girls who were under 18. Um, first thing that I thought was he's gonna say he's been hacked. Sure enough, the second day later, he said he has been hacked and he's working with different agencies to get this resolved. And that it was a picture of him. However, it wasn't sent by him. Mm. Strange times. What do you think of all this? Uh, well, it's, it's not for me to say if I think it's true or not. What I will say, I think if there was ever a time for something like this to come out, it reminded me a bit, not, it's not the same thing, but with the Lars Sullivan thing about 18 months ago, that was like a big story, weren't it? 
at the yeah. time. Everyone was talking about it. Have, have we really seen Lars Sullivan much since then? Um, not really. I know he'd been injured. Um, but I think for Velveteen Dream, if there was ever a time for this to come out, it'd be now when it's not going to be the most talked about thing. There's no live crowd he's got to worry about performing in front of. Do you know what I mean? This can all really probably, I think it will be brushed under the carpet and forgotten about in six months' time, except for people on Twitter who will bring it up. So I think if there is a time for it, say if this did just come out, I don't know, everything was normal with the world. We could all go and see our mates at the pub. And this came out September, a really quiet period for WWE. And it came out September and there wasn't much else going on anywhere. It'd be a much bigger story than it is. But I feel like it's not really as big as it but mm. as it could have been. Um, obviously, we hope that he hasn't done that, but whether he has, I guess we'll probably never know. Do you know what I mean? Well, Usually, you can say there's no smoke without fire, but that's no, not for I us just, to say. I just can't, I just can't understand um, how celebrities are... And he's saying that he was hacked and one of his pictures was taken from iCloud or something. I, I honestly don't know, but don't send pictures of your dick on social media if you're a celebrity. Just don't do it. Um, it's it's alright for people like us. Well, I'd, I kind of say don't do it anyway. It's not. <laughs> well, anyway, that's that's for a whole motherfucking episode now. Um, <laughs> what, what episode? Um, I, I had an episode on a different podcast probably <laughs> discussing different um, psychological issues that we both have. Um, Kenny Omega uh, this week got a lot of plaudits. Um, will you go into this one for me? Because I want to see what your reaction is to it. It's a tough one. So basically, Kenny Omega has his match. What's the guy called? Is it Eric Angles? Uh, I should yes. is that is that his name? So I believe it was. Yeah, he has a match with a, a jobber. I don't know what you want to call it. A jobber. Yeah, enhancement the, talent. Enhancement talent. Right. So Kenny Omega goes back and forth. Still dominates, but he, he gives the guy a bit for six minutes. And I just was watching this as a guy sat home, pretty bored, thinking. I've watched quite a few squash matches on this show. Oh, it's nice they're not actually doing just a squash match with this. They're trying to give us a decent match. And then I'm thinking, well, maybe if this was three months ago, where everything seems to everything matters, there's a crowd there, there's a big Wednesday night war feeling about you're trying to get Kenny Omega over as a star. Why? Why would you have him go competitive? If this was in front of a live crowd, Danny, in front of 14,000 people, I'd be a bit... Well, that was a bit weird, weren't it? Why, why did they give the enhancement talent so much? But it's at a time where everyone needs picking up. Kenny Omega goes out there, for me, puts in a great performance with uh, Eric, Eric Angles, is it? Who, do, do, who held up his end of the bargain. He looked good as well. Um, he wins with a brutal V-trigger after um, getting... He allowed the guy to kick out of the V-trigger. Um and you, I'm going on Twitter and you had uh, Ryan Satin um, basically just pulling it to pieces, saying that, blah, blah, saying this, saying that, saying that um, this is why Kenny Omega's not starting. You have good old Dave Meltzer um, defending it, saying this used to happen um, when he was a, well, when he was attending wrestling with guys like Pat Patterson and Ric Flair. So these Fucking two are going back and forth about it. Um, so, yeah, the whole Twitter's commenting on it. 
And for me, it as Meltzer, I listened to Meltzer earlier today, actually, and he was saying that it was just, it was a big deal. People were making a big deal out of something that shouldn't have been a big deal. It was just a match, um, and it was a good match that people, he basically said that Ryan Satin knows nothing about wrestling. That's not for us to say, but I enjoyed it. I can see both. I can see both opinions, and I probably would have been on the Ryan Satin opinion if it would have been three or four months ago and not in the current period we're in, in which case I was just happy to see a good match. What's your views on it, Danny? Because I was curious to see what you'd think. I'm, I'm really, really annoyed now because, unfortunately, it seems like I'm going to have to side with Dave Meltzer. Um, I think it's a generational thing. We, we don't see squash matches anymore. Um, and if we do, it's between it's in the WWE and it's in it, 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 it's one move or two moves and then they're out and then the person usually isn't hurt in any way, shape or form because it's the likes of Heath Slater who's now not there. I understand that, but it, it, like we're used to seeing that. But back in the day when you'd see things on WCW. And when you see things on the likes of WWF superstars, they would. The one thing that the Kenny Omega gave him there was kicking out of the B trigger. The rest of it, it was like, it was a funny spot with the ring apron. It was a springing drop kick and then something off the top rope. That's literally all he gave him. Now, usually they used to give that to a baby face when a heel was squashing them. But I just, I really didn't see what the fuss was. Um, certainly doesn't hurt Kenny Omega. Um, I, I just, I don't get why the big Twitter blow up. Um, I think, Danny, I think uh, there's been a lot of debate of the way that AEW booked Kenny Omega, you know, like going back months. So I can see, I think that was basically just basically coming back. Do you know what I mean? Because it had been such a big deal in the past about how the booking of Kenny Omega, I mean, I, it was the first, I think the booking of Kenny Omega the first few months of AEW was pretty bad. In fact, it was really bad, but they've sort of redeemed themselves with this tag team with Hangman Page and um, got Kenny Omega back on the right footing. Um, so I think it was like maybe a few alarm bells for people, so I can see why people have got. If it had been any, say, if it had been John Moxley in this match, well, maybe not Moxley because he's the champion, but say if it had been Hangman Page in this match, it might not have been as big a deal. But because a lot of people do have that inside them of they don't like how AEW have portrayed Omega, I think that did sort of like brought up old wounds, oh. so to speak. I think if you if you listen to interviews outside of wrestling by Kenny Omega, he will always say. The reason I went to AEW and not WWE, because he did have talks with WWE, is because I will get a lot more creative control over my character. Uh, I think Kenny's been booking the girls in AEW, and I'll be more critical of his... Yeah, I won't brag about that. Of, ...of the women than his booking of himself. I think it's obvious to anyone who watches that the fact that Kenny Omega was the superstar, the man in Japanese wrestling, one of the best two wrestlers, well, maybe one of the top three wrestlers for the last three to four years previous to AEW. And since he won, since, since 2016, when he won the uh, the G1, and 
what, 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 what gets me is AW have got the top man, but they need Chris Jericho. We'll, I remember when we started talking about AW, we said Chris Jericho needs to take that title. Yeah. Um, straight from the off. It needs to give that first champion needs to give, you know, value to the title and it needs to bring legacy and it needs to add to a le- legacy to a new title. Um so Kenny wasn't going to be involved in, at the top of the card as much as he was used to in New Japan. So what they did is they broke his character down, they completely destroyed him, and then they start to find a new role for him which has been in the tag team with Hangman um, and other bits and bobs that he's had to do with Ma- the likes of that Michael Nakazawa and different other spot bits, if you will, well, yeah, on different shows. But the reason is because Kenny Omega can't constantly be at the top of the card in that current climate and in that roster. So what they do is they give him a new push where he's fresh, he's new to he, he recreates himself again and then he goes right back up the card when the time's right in the meantime he can still be a really really fucking good mid-card guy who can put on excellent matches whenever he wants to this should be a non-talking about non-talking point this little squash match in my opinion yeah i do know where you i know where you're coming from with that like i said jericho's the guy at the top they've got if they didn't have moxley then maybe you could argue then they might need omega a bit more but they've got moxley Top baby face. Hangman Page is basically, for me, the guy they need to go with. With He's like, the well, before all this happened, he was the most over guy on their roster. So it's not like they're out. I wouldn't even argue, Danny, with, I don't know, six months' time, maybe a year's time, having Hangman Page go win the title or whatever, or go for the title and have Omega turn on him. Because Omega well, was a great heel in Japan. We spoke earlier. Um, we spoke earlier regarding... Um, on the AEW show regarding Lance Archer. Um, yep. And I would love to see either Kenny Omega or Hangman Page go up in a long-running feud for the big belt a year from now with Lance Archer because I think either one of those two will make a really good opponent for him. Yeah. And when we're talking about top baby faces, there's still Cody as well. So AEW definitely on short of top baby faces. We've named four. And then if you compare that to WWE, they've been trying to book a top baby face for years now. They're still trying to coronate Roman Reigns at WrestleMania and someone always seems to crop up. Well, there we are. Um, I don't think they'll be getting coronated for a while now. Um, Yeah, so moving on from that, we had still sort of AEW-related two things that's come up this week and last week. We had a best of um, 200 episodes of Being the Elite, which I watched this morning. Um, but more importantly, last week we had Matt Jackson versus Nick Jackson on Being the Elite. Um, I, I, I'll start off with my thoughts because I think we're going to echo each other here. So I'll just get a little bit in and just say some some great bits here if you took it as not serious. Um, for me, when the referee nearly died on the golf cart um, was hilarious. Um, and Nick kept having to check, he won't be ref. Um, the, the other thing for me was the, um, the athletic, um, the running trainers with the spikes for the super kick. Absolutely great. I 
love that it wasn't serious. I love where he tried to drown him. Um, so yeah, that's <laughs> my major takeaway from that. But I'll let you go into it because I think we will indeed mirror each other's opinions. Yeah, I think it was the best, what was it, half an hour, 40 minutes of wrestling footage I've possibly seen all year. A time where people needed lifted up, that's exactly what they did. Didn't take it too serious, but it was still good action, let's be honest. Those uh, five suplexes on the uh, grass, that was amazing. Um, (laughs) But I just thought it was brilliant. I, I was sat there and I thought... I don't know, I'd been watching, I don't know, I'd been watching a bit of 1992 action, I was a bit down, and um, I thought, I just need something here, some good rest, I don't know, something to remind me, like, I, obviously we had those two, well, the, the what 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 do they call the cinematic matches that seem to be the thing that has come out of this whole COVID-19 things in terms of wrestling, and we had those, I really enjoyed the WrestleMania weekend with those two, and then this was in a similar format, um, I think they tried with Champa Gargano. I've not seen that, but I don't think that lived up from what people have been saying. Um, but with this, it was just, it needed something that reminded me, I said this to you, something that reminded me why I love wrestling, and this was it. It was just brilliant. It was didn't take itself too seriously. It was a laugh. It was great action. Um, and then we went from that to this amazing video package. I'm not a big, I don't watch every episode of Being the Elite. I've watched the odd episodes. Um, but we've all sort of, in one way or another, been on this sort of journey with them, yeah. basically to the formation of AEW. Whether you realise it or not, it's wrestling as a whole that has been on this journey of another company coming around to sort of take on WWE and hopefully lift up WWE as well. Um but the video package at the end, just showing everything, I thought was just brilliant. And it, it was just, even if you're not a big fan of the Young Bucks, which there's people out there who aren't, why I'm not too sure, um, just watch it. It's just brilliant. It is just exactly what you need. And it's no, co- no um, coincidence that coming out of all this, the thing people are talking about is The Undertaker versus AJ Styles, is John Cena, Bray Wyatt, is this young bucks match because it, it's hard to have memorable stuff in front of no audience and i do think going away from maybe the uh young bucks thing danny i do think wwe has to be commended have done a pretty good job of the empty arena stuff and AEW as well they've done all right i think they both companies have done well with the empty arena stuff as well as they could have done so yeah, yeah a lot no, of positives I, to take i agree you see I was talking with Joe, who has helped out and hosted when Dan's been um, when Dan's been away, um, and we were, we were discussing um, the WWE and um, the way that they used to use um, the likes of the APA in I can't I think it was Tim White's bar, and they always had barroom brawls in the in the Attitude Era whenever they were in this particular city where his bar was right next to the arena. They'd always use it and knock and shite out people with pool pool cues. And it was a proper, like, action scene from the movie. Um, and there was another, oh, there's Stone Cold Steve Austin and Booker T in the supermarket. One of the most talked about <laughs> things still to this day from the Attitude Era. Um, and WCW had a, a penchant for doing things such as... Um, they used to do uh, like rodeo matches where they, there was stables in certain arenas for like uh, state fairs that used to be held there and like rodeos and shit like that. 
Um, so they'd like be out in the back with the bulls wrestling, and the bulls would just be stood there taking no notice of them. But that was WCW. It was beautiful. Um, and so there the has there has been these little things. The what's the other one? The um, Mick Foley and the Undertaker with the the, the was it the something brawl? Oh, like a boiler room match, a boiler, boiler room. room brawl. That was the one, or whatever it was. Called. So we have had these uh, over the years, and of course, Memphis were uh, were famous for it. So I'm doing MC Arena matches back in the day. So they have come before, but I think they've they've been forgotten about for quite a few years. So to bring them back is great. I would just say going forward, when things go back to normal, use them sparingly and get a really good reaction out of them. Yeah. Definitely. Let's see how the next one does at Money in the Bank. Yeah, but it's forced upon us at the moment, so I get that. Uh, yeah. I do understand it. Um, so, yeah. Um, Money in the Bank as well, on the top of WWE headquarters. Um, I saw the setup. They've got Trees as audience members, by the looks of it. Yeah, yeah, I saw that as well. It looked, um, looked interesting, didn't it? I'm I sure that is going to be a good... I mean, I forward to that uh, yeah I think it actually looks pretty cool so uh, yeah we'll see we'll see what, what happens there um, going out of the box let's face it they've not really do you know what I mean they've just pretty much got by haven't they for the last few years so if anything this whole thing's forcing them to think out of the box whether or not you liked that scene of Bray Wyatt thing it was out of the box it's different to what we would have got do you know what I mean if the, if it had just been like normal, I'm get I'm telling you right now, the Undertaker AJ Styles match will probably be spoken about in terms of match of the year contenders come the end of this year because there's probably not going to be that well, many ones. But that would definitely not have happened otherwise. I don't know that that'll be talked about as the match of the year contenders. Not when you not when you've got um, Kenny Omega versus Eric Angles. <laughs> no, no. Um, Drew Galloway versus the Big Show, um, the re- the real WrestleMania main event. Um, so yeah, no, you, you got no chance of that. That'll take it every day. Um, have you seen Dark Side of the Ring these last couple of weeks? Yeah, I've seen I've seen them all except I said I told you before we came on the Dean. I'm not seeing the Dean or Bravo one, but I've seen all the other ones. They've um... I've I've been a little bit disappointed. Um, I, I I said the New Jack one. If when we last spoke with Tebs, uh, it felt uncomfortable at times. Um, I, I really did. It was it was done well. I enjoyed the way the documentary was presented, but it felt a little bit uncomfortable at times. Um, then the Jimmy Snooker one and the latest one, the Dino Bravo one. Um, unfortunately for me, I learned nothing new. I knew. Everything that was so don't get me wrong, it was put together quite nicely. Um, but I, I, because because of the way I, I knew about the topics, I didn't I didn't really enjoy it as much as I have done. What was your view on them? Mm, I probably didn't know as much as you did, but I don't know. I've, I said the new Jack one was just a bit like uncomfortable, and the um, the Jimmy Snooker one, I felt like they could have. I don't know. They could have maybe touched a bit more on it. I don't know. I feel like he was like sort of sidetracking away from stuff. Uh, they didn't really, like Vince McMahon just shows up with a briefcase and then they moved on from it. I was like, do they not want to, do you know what I mean? Maybe elaborate on that a bit more, but they sort of like hinted what might have gone on without actually going into any sort of detail. 
Um, but, but I think legally they'd have to do that yeah, to protect but, themselves, you know. But I don't know, they were they was all right, weren't they? They weren't grand. It wasn't like I was messaging people saying, "Oh, you need to go and watch this." But well, I think you with these kind of series, you start with a bang and you go out on a bang. Um, and I think the last one is going to be the Owen Hart one. Um, obviously, starting with Chris Mar. If it ends the series on Owen Hart, um, then that's what exactly what they've done. They started with the bang and hope, well, say hopefully, but you'll want them to end with a bang on that one and see what comes out of that because there's still to this day so many unanswered questions about that. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they get around it because obviously um, there was a settlement made from WWE to the Hart family um, and obviously everything was was kept hushed, not hushed up, but there was a confidentiality agreement signed by the Hart family um, and, and WWE. So it's going to be interesting to see what they can get to get around that. Yeah, it will be. That's what I'm quite interested in watching, but yeah. It's, it's tough, Nick, it's like interested in watching it, but they're all sad. So you don't really, I don't know. There's not yeah. like the Ben Wall one. I wouldn't say I enjoyed. It's tough, and it? it's like, do you enjoy watching and something about a guy who you watch for years killing his family? Mm. No, it, it is. It's tough to watch, but it's very interesting. At the same yeah, time. it's very interesting. Um, you know, so I, I, I will kind of look forward to it. Um, when is that one on, Danny? I know it's the last I'm, one. Is it next week? Or is not? Believe it's um, it's this week. Or was there one between them? I feel like there was another. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'll have a, I'll have a look now. Um, if there's a third series, which I I don't know whether there's enough. I mean, there's that much shit that's gone down over the years. But have you got any ideas about um, about what what they could be? I don't know. I was thinking maybe like the whole, you know, the Ultimate Warrior story. That that's one always like. I always found quite interesting where, like, oh, he finally sorry. made it. It's David Schultz where he slapped John Stossel um, this week. Um, which, oh, and then, right, okay. So we've got a few actually before this ends. It is ending on Owen Hart on the 19th of May. But in the meantime, you've got um, the slap heard around the world, Dr. D, David Schultz. Um, and John Stossel, where again the WWE settled a lawsuit after he, I mean he was he he was an absolute disgrace, Stossel. Um, and then it's cocaine and cowboys, the Abrams story. That's Herb Abrams and the UWF, which became which was global, which was then Bill Watts' territory, I believe. Um, uh, and then after that, one just entitled the Road Warriors. Um, and obviously, there was a lot that went on with them, with the, um, with with especially with Hawk, he suffered from a lot of different demons. And yeah, that that'd be interesting because I don't know. I know that there was things that happened, but I don't know exactly what they were. So that'll be uh, that'll be interesting to watch. And then it ends on Owen. Yeah. So on May nineteenth, do you remember, remember that? Speaking of May nineteenth, do you remember that whole Kane thing and art? You don't know what I'm talking about, do you? Where? Where there was like a cane, there was like on SmackDown years ago, like 2006, there was a whole like vig vignette or whatever for May 19th, and it was played for months. And then all that I, was, was Kane randomly came out. 
I missed a lot of WWE at that time. Oh, right. It was around like, it was when Ray was champion, 2006. I didn't, yeah, so I definitely have switched off at that point. Not a big Rey Mysterio fan. <laughs> no, no, but, I'm yeah, really joking. Rey Mysterio fan. It's just at that time, um, I was purely watching Ring of Honor, Noah, and TNA. Oh, right. right. Uh, the, uh, the, the invasion left a bad taste in my mouth, and um, a few years I was off WWE for. Um, so, yeah. Um, so it is definitely something to look forward to. Have you got anything else you want to discuss um, regarding the um, regarding dark side of the ring? No, you, you, were, quite, you were quite um, amused by Jim Cornette's comments. Oh, through so uh, about that, the, the screw job, weren't you? That was just when Cornette is there when he's going on about. It. <laughs> well, I can't think of the audio now. What was it? Where he's like um, on the it was on the brawl for all one. Oh, yes, it was. When he was talking about leaving a voicemail. Um, and On Russo's, he goes, Jim Cornette leaves a voicemail. He's threatening to kill me. He's threatening to kill my old family. And I'm like, dude, this is over wrestling. And then Jim Cornette comes up. <laughs> He's on about wrestling? When he talk about wrestling? Wrestling is my entire life. And I was like, oh, my God. How could... Although he's completely crackers, right? How can anyone, anyone hate Jim Cornette? Like, I suppose some people could, but seriously, I was literally in stitches. Of all the people, fancy, he didn't like an idea that Russo had. He just didn't like the idea of it. It was a stupid idea that exposed the business. Normal people would be like, it was a bad idea, that, Vince. Bad idea, but no, Jim Cornette is not mad about it. He decides, right, I'm going to pick up my phone. I'm going to ring up the guy. Not only am I going to threaten to kill the guy with the idea, I'm going to threaten to kill him and his entire family. Just what? He, oh, I don't even know. He's, yeah, I, did, I mean, I, I tend to agree with you. I don't agree with a great deal of what Jim Cornette says, but... Yeah. He says it's such an entertaining manner. Um, did I tell you what, what the story of when I met Jim Cornette? No, but I want to know about it. Right. So it was, we went to um, WCPW. It was a really, really big show in um, Altrincham in the uh, Ice Arena uh, where New Japan stroke rev pro come so there's about 2000 people in there main event was Kurt Angle versus Cody Rhodes it was a good show they put it on well but beforehand they had like an access and it was packed there was Bret Hart um there was Kurt Angle people going getting photos taken with them and all other stuff it was really really well put on and i am not a fan of what culture the people who were originally behind it, I don't like Cultaholic, I don't like the presenters on WrestleTalk TV. They are just not my cup of tea. I does not agree with me in any way, shape or form. But credit where it's due, this was fantastic, the way they, they presented it. So I, uh, I, I was going with Matty and my mate, my mate Kurt, and somebody had given me, because they couldn't make it, and they bought a... Ticket with Jim Cornette, a picture with Jim Cornette. I said, Well, I'll take it off you. And I can't remember that I had gave him the money or bought him a few pints or something. I can't remember what it was, but I, I went up to meet him. And the guy who was taking the picture, 
is a guy called Tony Knox, who I've known from the Northwest indie scene for a long, long time. Really good photographer. Uh, you'll see a lot of his work on anything that's in the in the in the northwest of England and in the north. WWE picks him up quite a lot when they're over. He's done the UK title tournament. You, you will see if you know him, you'll see him. And he's taking the picture. He's doing the professional pictures of Jim Cornette, and I'm there. And I said to, Tony to the photographer, I introduced myself to Jim Cornette. He's really nice. I said, Tony, uh, try and make a joke of whenever I get a picture taken. Is I'll say, try and make me look tall and slim because obviously I'm a bigger guy um, and I'm bigger in terms of weight. I'm five foot ten. So try and make me look small and thin, tall and thin. And Jim Cornette looked at me and said, he's not a fucking surgeon. <laughs> And you so can just, he, I can just imagine it coming out of his mouth. <laughs> so then he says, he said, hang on. So he goes off and he gets his tennis racket and he puts his tennis racket in front of my belly. Um, so as to take away. <laughs> so, which was which was quite good. And he thanked me after he was having a laugh and a joke. Um, so he, he is quite a funny person and he was genuinely interacting with each and every person. Um, having a chat with you, the line was massive, but he made sure that he was talking to you. So I think this persona that he puts off, I think half of it is a work. I'd always remember him saying when he had murder with the young books, they had to go at him because apparently Nick had met him uh, at a t- in the toilets or something like that. And Jim Cornette said, we've got the best feud in wrestling at the moment. Uh, I hope you understand it's just business. Um and I don't think Nick Jackson reacted very well to that. Um, this was a few years ago, so it is what it is. But I find him very, very humorous. He was very, very nice to me. Um, and you know, you, you, it's hard to uh, it's hard to get frustrated with a guy like that, even if you don't agree with what he's saying. He's just one of us, isn't he? He's just a massive, massive one of the biggest wrestling fans about. He really is, yeah, and he's so passionate about things, so. Um, Have you still uh, got the photo? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's on my Facebook. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a really good event that as well. And he did commentary with Jim Ross uh, on the event, so it was uh, it was really well put together. As if, as if, as I take a big glug of my drink. Anything else you wanted to discuss before we go, Dom? Well, I've got this. I'm drinking Coke, vanilla Coke, yeah but it's the no-added-sugared flavour. And it's horrible. It doesn't even taste like vanilla Coke. But, uh, but that was basically... Well, uh, I'll be honest with you, I'm drinking the exact same thing, the Coke Zero version of vanilla Coke, and uh, I think it's quite wondrous. So, what, um, are you drinking the same thing? I am drinking the same thing. It's funny that two people in the world at the same time could be drinking something produced by such a small little uh, retailer such as or manufacturer such as Coca-Cola. Oh, ha, ha. Very funny, very funny. The ones that don't have vanilla in are great. I think that, you know, like just the Coke Zero are great. Yeah. Oh, this one with vanilla is a bit... Yeah. yeah. It's no Pepsi Max Cherry, that's all I can say. Yeah, uh, I'm not a big fan of them. Well, you can fuck off. It's the King of Colas. Um, one thing I did want to just end on quickly, um, from a UK point of view, the Wednesday Night Wars have started, um, and I'm really looking forward to it this week. Um, the new Wednesday Night Wars, Impact versus ROH on the old wrestling channel or TWC Fight. 
Um, this has started. I really don't see the point in ROH putting this on. It's the episodes are available on a Monday night at midnight um, on Fight TV free and on the website. I really don't understand putting it on a channel that has very few views uh, when it's already free and available elsewhere on demand. Have you got any ideas why they'd want to do this? Uh, maybe open someone's flicking through the channels. Is it on Freeview? Or just Sky? It is. It's on Freeview. So Impact runs. Now, Impact actually st- still does considerably good numbers uh, on UK TV. It's on Terrestrial. It's on Freeview. Don't have to pay for it. Um, and I was listening to something to say that actually the US audience that Impact gets, they get over a quarter of the, of the number um, from the UK. And it's on, on a Wednesday night on delay from 9 till 11 with adverts. As if I didn't see, I didn't even know that. Well, yeah, that's so, so ROH is doing an hour following on at 11 o'clock till 12 midnight uh, on Wednesday nights. So you could be right, I suppose, the, if they're saying, well, Impact is getting X amount, uh, it's getting a good number, it, to follow it up with Ring of Honor, people might just stick around and, and watch it. I'm going to be honest with you, Danny, right? For me, I know it's like not a big job, but for me to watch something on my laptop, yeah, and to put it on my TV which is how I watch wrestling, obviously. I have to get my laptop, get the HDMI lead, plug it into my laptop, unplug it out of my Virgin box yeah. into the laptop. And sometimes I'll be sat there and I'll think, oh, I'll just watch something that's on TV. Do you know what I mean? It sounds a big job. Getting my laptop out, having my laptop right there in front of it. It's a two-minute job, but I'm just lazy with stuff Making like that. Making sure it's charged or... Yeah, stuff charge. like that. And then, whereas if it's... If I have it recorded on a series link on Virgin, I might think, oh, there's nothing to watch. Think, oh, I'll just shove the main event of Ring of Honor on. So I personally would be more likely to watch Ring of Honor oh, with it being on that channel. That's, that's just me. I mean, I have watched... Did you ever watch, watch the channel? It's not called the Wrestling Channel anymore. It's, I think it's called Fight... Uh, I can't even remember what it's called. But it's on, it's on the Showcase channel, and I think it comes on after 8 o'clock. I've watched a few championship wrestling from the Hollywood events on it. Um, and I watched something else last week as well, but I can't remember what it was. Um, but did, do, you, do you tend to watch much of it? No. Um, might be worth giving it, expanding our, broadening our horizons. Um, because there's actually a couple of half hour uh, programs as well where it'll just show two matches. I think Preston City Wrestling was, was on there. That was the other thing I watched. Um, so yeah, it might be worth giving it a go. Maybe we should we should have a look at something we can watch. Yeah, sorted. Right, okay. Well, we'll end on that. Um, it's nice to see you all. Please, please, please give us a like, give us a subscribe, and give us a share or give us a retweet on Twitter. You can find me, Danny NW Pod, and you can find Dan at Neutral Res. That's brilliant on Twitter. Um, Have a great week, guys. We'll be back with you soon. It was great discussing this and getting back to things. Now I'm feeling a bit more normal. If you want to make a donation to my personal fund, you can put it on Patreon.
www.patreon.com forward slash neutral wrestling and we will be back next week Danny with a preview of Money in the Bank thanks guys have a good week yep see you later everyone